God's so good. Brents and Sharon send their blessings there in High Prairie at our church in High Prairie. It's called Windward High Prairie. They're doing a marriage conference there too. Because you know what? We believe in marriage. And you know what? High Prairie is never going to be the same because we sent our secret weapon to Sharon Borthwick. She's rocked that place. I saw a picture. She was Sharon. So we've got to get after her when she gets here. Oh, man. I just wanted to stay in that worship. Don't you love high praise? Lord, I just welcome to keep that, Lord. We just welcome that presence, Lord. That it wouldn't leave this place. It wouldn't leave the houses of God in this place. That's each one of us. The temples of the Most High. Lord, I just thank you. Thank you that your presence is here. Lord, we honor the anointing right now. We honor your presence. You guys, that's just... If you're being down sometimes, that's just what you do. Just start thanking him for the anointing. That's Jesus. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Just recognizing him. God, you're so good. So good. Man, we just went for a while here. This is good. Oh, man. Do you mind if I get a little excited in here? Because that's how God made me. I'm an excitable person. If you know me, I get excited. And then, the, yeah, I'm not dumping water on myself this week, okay? If you guys were here, I'm not doing round two. I was all nice and wet. Fresh. It was the freshness of heaven, right? Mm, Lord, just want to be sensitive to what he wants to do. Because he's doing something here. We are not just here for fun. And I've been... I know what, what he's trying to share. Uh, Brent's gone again next week, so I'm actually ministering next week too. So if we don't get very far, I'll just keep going. Because God wants to change us to look more like him, right? Isn't that the goal? Like really, isn't that the, the message? It's actually funny. Do I have like a, a hiss or something going on here? You hear that? Or it's, is it in the... Uh, there's no monitor. Sorry, I'm just hearing something. Okay, good. To me, I'm getting feedback. Anyways. Sorry. God, it's interesting when you, you ask, push into God for a message and he just keeps on saying, talk about me. Tell them that they have everything they need to look like me. And, and it's like, but God, it's like, that's too obvious, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, but my people don't get it yet. And I'm not just talking about you guys, I'm talking here. Here. I'm going to preach a message here. I'm going to speak in things, but I want to let you know right now, I'm preaching to myself. Because we need, as the body of Christ, we need to renew this mind. We need to step into our God-given destiny. And I don't care if we have to keep on teaching it and preaching it nonstop, because once we get it, we're going to rise up into powerful people. Because God is not in... I was praying to speak. He said, Kevin, I can raise up signposts. He, I can raise up men and women to be ones that will walk into things, but that isn't his intention for how it's supposed to look. You get what I'm saying? He's, he can, you know what? The difference between somebody that's going for it and seeing things, the main difference is all they did was say yes. The Bible says he's not a respecter of persons, and until we start realizing that, you're never going to walk in your destiny because there's always going to be an excuse that you can use. There's always going to be something else. There's going to be, oh, oh, they have more favor. They have more opportunity to create opportunity. He's not, if he's not a respecter of persons, that means that everything he is offering to one person, he's offering to the next. 
He doesn't want to raise up superstar. He wants to raise up superstars. He wants to see people realize. Because you know what's going to happen? If all of us, if one, once God just gives it, say if he just gives it to one person, all it's going to do is create is that everyone's going to come here for the one person. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you carry the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of God. You are the ambassador. Not once here, here, or here. Those people that are moving are signposts. Do you guys want to say? They are signs saying you can have this. It's so cool. I love Sean Bolts' ministry because he constantly is sharing that. He is constantly saying, you guys think this is good? It's for everybody. Like he always says, I'm not special. That's what he says. He's just chosen to realize who he is because we're all special. So he is special. You know what I'm saying? You guys are one yes away for some breakthrough. Because you know what? It's, it's the yes. Trying to figure out where to go with this much time. Because I have lots on this one. It's like last night. I'm going to jump to the end right now. I don't care. So, because you don't understand. Last night, Don and I were pressing in for today, and I literally saw, I, I see things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make me any better or worse than anyone else. It's just how God speaks to me. And I saw Jesus, and he's outside the boat, and he says, come out here, come out here. And I heard him say, he, I said, yeah, let's jump out of the boat. He says, the problem with the church is they're doing this. They're in the boat going, okay, Lord, I will come out of that boat as soon as you come and grab my hand. I'll come out of that boat when you send an angel to my room to speak to me. I'll get out of that boat when a prophet speaks to me and then hands me the whole ministry so you know for sure it's him. And he, he says, I'm gonna, I'll get out of the boat when I know 100% that you paid all my bills, my mortgage is paid for, and then I know I'm called to ministry. And he says, I don't work that way. It's not in the Bible. You know what he does? He stands there and says, I gave you everything. I gave you everything you need to get out of that boat, but you have to choose. Your choice. It's your yes. He will always be there. He's ready. As soon as you jump out, he, you know what? If you do go, we all know the story. If he'll pick you back up, he's not going to beat you up. And he'll say, do it again. But he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Oh, Jesus. That's a good word right there. He just got the end. No, just kidding. But it's interesting. Let's just forget the notes. Um, no, for real. It just, it's so his heart. Like, I've been burning this week because it's like he just burns. When you talk to him about his body coming alive and knowing it just, it's on him. It's what he lives for. That's what he made us for. We, we sang a song today. We sang downstairs too. He, I actually want to read that. I, I took a picture of the, that one song because it's so relevant right here. I have... I have chosen, not forsaken. I'm who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I'm who you say I am. He's for us. He actually wants you to succeed. We are our biggest opponent. It's in the mind. Let's read that, because I want to prove that a little bit here. We're going to, because the word's powerful, right? Let's just, um, hmm. We're going to jump out of the boat here. So we're going to check Romans chapter 5 because you can't go wrong there. Our faith in Jesus, this is uh, 
Passion Translation. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. You guys, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness, it's his righteousness, to us. Before I keep on reading more, in the church, we so often don't actually comprehend what we're reading. Because just right there, we should be all up celebrating. No, if you really, you guys, our faith in Jesus, so when you decide to follow him and walk with him and be disciple, God transfers his righteousness. He did it all. He did it all. We need to get back to reading the word of God like we've never read it before. We need to get, I was, I just, during worship, I just was, God brought me in remembrance of how God changed my life in 99 and my life changed through an encounter. But the thing was, is I wasn't raised. See, a lot of time in the charismatic movement, which is amazing because we're going for it, we sometimes get familiar with what God's doing because we, we get around it. But I was a Mennonite Baptist kid, and all of a sudden, I didn't know anything. About, I never had any teaching of the prophetic. I, knew, I didn't even know the Holy Spirit was still moving. And so every service I was in for like literally at least two years, it took me a while, like, and God was doing all this miracles, amazing stuff, but I, every time, like, oh, man, a prophet? Somebody get up here? And we started calling people out. I leave the room. That scared me. And then they'd call me out. I didn't even understand it. But what, I, but what happened was all of a sudden I, re, I would take it so serious. Because no one taught me that what was going on. But I literally thought it was somebody took over. I remember Stacey Campbell's one of them. I thought God took her over. And if she saw, said something to me, I, was so, it, I took everything so serious. Because I thought it was God, 100% God. She wasn't even there anymore speaking which we should be going accurately, right? But what I'm saying is I took it to heart that way. Literally, I would go to meetings and I'd be like, daughter talking about this last night, you'd be in meetings, I'd be like, Lord, my whole life could change today. My whole life could change today. I could actually, what if God gives me a word? What if he speaks to me in worship? What if I see my dad? What if I grab a hold of something today? But it created an atmosphere that would drive us because it brought expectations. So often we get so used to it. Like we're seeing, I don't know, we, we should be sharing more of the testimonies. We're seeing miracles. People are getting words of knowledge. Those are opportunities. But we get around it so much that people are like, oh yeah, that's good. I want to clarify something with the word of knowledge right now. Hear this. When a word of knowledge is released, uh, look up Randy Clark and about words of knowledge. He teaches it very well. It is an invitation. It's the same way I just described like Jesus out on the water calling you out. It's your choice. It's your choice to step out. You can say, oh, no, that's just so-and-so. Uh, what, we need to wait till Randy Clark comes here and starts calling out words. Let's be honest. We do it. We do it all the time. What happens with the little kid? What happens to you guys? Some, uh, some of the greatest stuff, words have give, been given to me in my life are from, and I've had some amazing men and women, but some of the best ones are people that I would have, in my mind, went like, okay, you can go away. Be honest. See, they're the weirdos. Let's just be honest. They're the ones, and you're like, whoa, and you get convicted because God speaks. He speaks, and he's waiting. Are you going to listen? Anyways, that was a fun time. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into the marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. You guys believe that? Let's say it again. Our faith guarantees us permanent 
acts us into the marvelous kindness that has been given us in perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our, our pressures will develop us into patient endurance and patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. And his hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You guys, we get to experience the cascading endless love of God. Some of you just need to get the Bible out more often and just read those things and lie on your bed and just be like, let it come. Let him come. You guys, he didn't go to that cross just so that we could have some fun times. He came so that we have full access. Full access. He paid every price so that you can come boldly become before the throne. That's not just, you guys, that's just not a slogan word. Well, I can go boldly before the throne. I say that when I'm feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm full of faith. No, 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 no. That's just re that should be your reality. With a renewed mind, that's your first thought. What's my perspective? From heaven or from earth? Where's your citizenship? Come on. Let's, let's see here. Ah, yes. Hmm. There's some good stuff in here. Let's, just, so we, let's jump to verse 12 here, because I want to make it clear here, because Paul just lays it out. When Adam sinned, the entire world was affected by sin. Entered human experience, and death was the result, and so death followed the sin, casting a shadow over all humanity because all of sin. Sin was in the world before Moses gave the written law, but it was not charged against them where no law existed. Yet death reigned as king from Adam to Moses, even though they hadn't broken a command that was away command the way Adam had. The first Adam. Adam was a picture of the Messiah who has to come. Now, there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. So what he's saying is, is what Jesus did on the cross, him paying for it, doesn't he, is so far better than even, and payment, more payment than he even needed for what we, our sin nature was. Now, there is no comparison, I love that, between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience, for the magnitude of the gift outweighs the crime. It's true that many died because of one man's transgression, but how much greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many because of what one man, Jesus the Messiah, did for us? Oh, man. It's crazy. Verse, chapter, you jump to chapter 6. Because Paul, in chapter 5, makes such a case to how you and I are saved by grace. We are so covered by the righteousness of God that he has to start off saying, so chapter 6, verse 1, so what do we do then? Do we resist in sin so that God's kindness and grace will increase? What a terrible thought. We have died to sin once and for all, and as a dead man passes away from life, so how could we live under sin's rule a moment longer? Or have you forgotten that all who have been immersed into union with Jesus, union with Jesus, the anointed one, were immersed into union with his death? So we have come and we have partaken in his death. But verse 6, 4, 4 says, sharing in his death by our baptism, so when you get baptized, means that when we co-buried, co 
so we are dead, and entombed with him so that when the Father glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with him. We have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. You guys, there goes any excuse you have. No, no, for real, we have to get this. Because when you get this, I can get you to say, when Jesus died and he rose again, you, you were able to be saved. You, we know that. We can, we'll fight for that one. But when we say your old man is really dead, we, we all have the right, right, oh yeah, we know that, we know that, we're saints now, that's right, we're right. But then how come, and I'm right here too, how often do we go, oh, that must be my old man. But he's dead. I love what Chris Fulton says, he goes, that's necromancy. Because you're talking to the dead. If it's dead, it's dead. If it was buried, it was buried. He's actually claiming, he is, Paul is saying that it's exactly the way that Christ died. So either, either our dead old man is actually dead, or else Jesus wasn't really dead. And then my question is, it came up in the prayer downstairs was, I just saw something downstairs, is when Jesus went down, we know he went and got the keys, right? Adam lost the keys. Adam and Eve, they lost them. What happened when, when Christ died? We did communion. When we did, we did a community, we are remembering Jesus going down and he grabbed the keys. And never take it for granted. Because who's watched The Passion before? That's a hard one to watch, eh? And they say it was worse than that. But we have to realize, like, oh, I get on this stuck on this all the time because I just get wrecked by how, what he went through. Just because my personality, I couldn't have done it. I would have just destroyed you all. I would just, because he literally, this is the king of kings. But you know what he was doing? He was looking and he was hanging up there and he knew you. Before the, he, he thought of you. He knew that if you took up the fact that when he re, re got those keys back and you grabbed those keys, that you could transform the world. That he knew that when you had those keys, that you could walk through any door. That the devil could not stop you. Because he became powerless. He lost his authority is really what happened. He lost his authority. He technically has some power if we give it to him. But we have the authority. Those keys are ours. Now the question is, I saw downstairs. You guys all know the verse that says he stands at the door and knocks? Again, he's a gentleman. He gave you the keys, but you have to choose to unlock the door. You can stand all day and all night and say, God, I want you to come in. But if you don't open the door, because he gave you the keys. It should, oh, man, I've just been wrecked by this. Because it's, it always, he loves to co-labor he wants to co-labor with us. We're going to jump here. I just, oh man, there's so much. Um, let's jump to, oh, this is, this is hilarious because this is all stuff that I got last night that was after my message. Okay. Um, John chapter 5. This, I just want to make, I'm going to drive this point for a little bit here and then we'll, we'll go and change our lives because it will. No, because I'm going to drive this point over and over again for a little bit here. That, that he wants to co-labor. That your breakthrough is waiting for you. Then Jesus, um, John chapter 5, then Jesus returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish holidays. Um, 
just one way. Uh, inside the city near the sheep gate, there was a pool called Aramaic, the house of the loving kindness, and the pool surrounded by five covered porches. Hundreds of sick people were lying there on the porches, the paralyzed, the blind, the crippled. All of them were waiting for the, their healing. For an angel of God would periodically descend on the pool to stir the waters, and the first one who stepped in the pool of, after the waters swirled would instantly be healed. Now there was a man who had been disabled for 38 years, lying among the multitude of the sick. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew the man had been crippled for a long time. So Jesus said to him, do you long, truly long to be healed? Is that a funny question? But we ask it all the time without realizing it. Because if we believe what we just said, that he paid everything, and we have the keys. Hmm. What does he say? The sick man said, sir, there's no way I can get healed. For I have no one who will lower me into the water when the angel comes. Nope, you guys don't understand. I can't get healed because when the last minister that came, the healing ministry came in the room, the line was too big and I had to go. You know what? He never called me out. No, no, it's been too long. I've been waiting at this pool for how many years, he said? 38 years. Never happened before. But you know what the picture is here? Before an angel comes to he's got Jesus now. This is our life. This is Jesus. He stands with us all the time. If we actually acknowledge him, he's there. And he's there anyways. There's an incredible ministry called Sozo that we do in this house if you want. It's incredible. And you know what it does? It brings you back to a place where you go through situations and you actually find out Jesus was there. This is the, right there. If you want to get sozo, it'll change your life because you'll be find out in the hardest times of your life, you'll find out that Jesus was there. The Spirit of the Lord was there and the Father was there because he never leaves us nor forsakes us. That's what the Bible says. Do you guys believe it or not? We, have to, we can't just pick, pick parts of it. We can't just choose to say, oh, well, we like this part, but we don't like this part because that takes ownership. Do you truly long to be healed? The sick man said, Sir, there's no way I can get, get healed, for I have no one who will lower me into the water. And when the angel comes, as soon as I try to crawl to the edge of the pool, somebody else jumps in ahead of me. Somebody always oh, stealing my blessing. Have you ever been around... Oh, I'll be careful here, but I don't care. Have you ever been around somebody that is constantly bringing up the negative? There's always something holding them back. There's always some excuse to why their life is sucks. It's because they're looking with the wrong citizenship. They're looking from the perspective here. They're not changing realities by actually seeing heaven. Oh, man. I, and I have amazing teaching about how much we are the gate. Oh, man. We're the gate of heaven. We are, we are the gate between heaven and earth. You are. Not me. I am too, but not just Justin, not just Sam, not just Jess, not just because Don. It's you. We have to realize that it's you, 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 you. And you go, oh, that's funny. You keep on saying that. No, no, I mean it because we don't really believe it. And I'll pound, we're going to, and, and, and I'll be telling you something. I don't, I, I have times too. I'm like, oh my, I missed it. It's like, we'll be honest right now. I, I, my, John brought up a little girl. My little um, eight-year-old little niece is, is fighting cancer right now. Do I choose that I need to go find? And yes, I get a lot of people to pray, but do I believe that I, that we can, that I can go pray and see her healed? Yes, and we've been doing it. But I have to fight. You know what? Let's just be honest with each other. When it comes to family, 
It's a lot easier for me to go pray. For, I can, you guys, if you've been around me, I have no problem stirring up, being a man of power. Let's go to the hospital and pray for somebody. But when it's your eight-year-old little niece, your sister's only your youngest daughter, well, I've gone, I've had to go, I've had to contend to have the mindset of God and, have, and not see it and not sugarcoat anything. No, we have to, because what, there's something about the keys in make miracles, healing, especially in healing, there's something about jumping out of that boat. There's some, when I say that, there's something about doing something crazy. When I say crazy, something about just believing what the Bible says. Unashamedly, we have to stop being ashamed of our beliefs. Just because the word of faith movement had some issue doesn't mean we need to throw it out. We need to get back to the word of faith movement, but do it properly. We don't just turn it into a, I don't making money. Like, we just, we can't, it's not about that. It's not just name it and claim it, it's name it and believe it. Mm. Whew. I like this stuff. It's just, it's the Bible. You can get excited. Read the Bible, you get excited. Oh, man, I don't even know where I am now. Um, oh, yeah, verse uh, 8. Then Jesus said to him, stand up, pick up your, your sleeping mat, and you will walk. This is the big, this is the, this, between chapter 8 and chapter 9 is your, is your breakthrough. Throw up chapter, uh, verse 9, not chapter 9, verse 9. Throw it up for a second. What does it say? Immediately he stood up. That word immediately is immediately. Now, fast, instantly. Bob, uh, Bobby Connor always says the, 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 the key to the, to the supernatural realm is instant obedience. What happened? I got so convicted last night because I just got this, saw it so clearly. What happened if that guy didn't stand up? He could have stayed there like so many of us. We can say, oh no, God doesn't actually want to bless me. He doesn't actually want to, those dreams he gave me, those must, I must have missed them. Or do you actually stand up and do something? You guys, I'm not trying to beat any, us up. I'm trying to encourage you. Because when, I, when you need to stand up, it's because Jesus already did everything. You know what's cool? He, did, he, he already did it before he went to the cross. He was healed, so he rolled off his mat and walked again, and the miracle took place on the Jewish Sabbath. That's all it was. He got up. Let's jump to, uh, oh man, let's see here. I'm trying to remember now. These are all last night. I got all these. I think it was Mark 8. Let's, I think it was, uh, no, 5. Wherever they dropped the guy from, the, this is, yeah. This is good. Was it Mark or is it, yeah, five, let's go. That might be Luke. Whew. Are we getting it, guys? I want to, I mean, this is encouragement. This is not being, because we are called to greatness, but we, until we realize it has, it's actually we have to make steps, I love the, like, I, I don't know if I said it again, I want to make it clear. I love the, the saying, the difference between these people that are doing stuff and the people that aren't are just that they said yes more often. Like, honestly, it's, it's, and it's not easy. You want to see stuff? You say yes. You do things when you don't feel comfortable. Honestly, you want to see crazy stuff in your life? You're like, don't wait to be brought up here to start praying for people. Go do it out on the streets, and you'll be blown away. Heaven comes. You bring. When you have to start realizing and having a mindset that when you walk into the room, you bring heaven, which means you bring every answer. 
And it doesn't matter if they, they mock you, you still brought the answer. Todd White's been talking about this. He, he goes and he, he and it, it, it's had to echo, honestly, this is a, something that's messed me up a bit because um, we grow up, with, we, we have to retrain our minds, the renewed mind. What's a good excuse? Well, they didn't get healed because, remember, there was somebody there that didn't really believe. Well, well, that's a good, good one because isn't there a story that Jesus asked people to leave the room? Yeah, but he didn't say that was in every situation, and he didn't even totally make it understand, give full understanding of why he did it. But we made a whole theology that if they don't have faith, it's not going to happen. But he did it everywhere else. Do you think these people didn't even know who he was? They, he, he, we see people healed more often. Tom White says he sees more people healed that don't even know Jesus than they get him. And, what he, and, and the key is, we, and the Bible is powerful and the words are here for a reason. You know the verse that talks about the send out the elders to laying of hands? That's not a coincidence. If you carry the kingdom, when I lay hands on Justin here, the, the heaven just, just came. So it's funny, if you listen to some of uh, what, what uh, Todd White's doing, is literally, they'll say no. And they say, I don't believe that stuff. And he'll walk like this, and they'll be like, no. We'll have a conversation, and they'll walk, and he'll leave, and he'll be like, Boom! And they're like, what happened? And he's seen people get healed. Why? Because he doesn't live in a reality of this realm. I love this. Uh, Bill Johnson talks about this. When Jesus was in the boat, when he was sleeping, Brent preached an awesome message on this last week. When Jesus was in the boat pre- uh, sleeping, he, he didn't need to learn to, sleep, to learn to sleep during the storm. Why? Because when he was in that boat, there was no storm in his reality. And get this, he was waiting for the disciples to do something. Brett talked this last week. But we're all like, Jesus, come on, get the storm to go. And he's going, why not you? Just tell it to go. That's what Brett preached last week. Tell it to go. He gave us the ability. We're his ambassadors. He gets excited when we do stuff. Because he's a gentleman. See, He's not like, we, you hear the stories when the little birds, they, to learn to fly, the mother pushes them off, right? That's not God. Now you go, wait a minute, I felt like I was thrown off a cliff before. But then, I'll talk to you, because I, I, I said the same thing to the Lord. He says, yeah, but ask yourself, you, you asked me to do it. That's because it's free will. I wanted him to. I'm like, Lord, if I need to go, like, when you're hungry, you say crazy things. But he's a gentleman. You only give his permission. Because what we were saying, he's a good, good father. And so he's not here today smashing people. He's saying, believe. What he is is breaking off anything that you can't make excuses. Oh, I need to figure out where this. Did anyone else find it? Because, uh, um, was it? It's something five. <laughs> it is Luke five. Why did Oh, man. Next week will be good, guys. Got lots of stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> 17, here we go. You say 17. One day the Jewish religi- um, Pharisees, along with many religious scholars, came from a village of Galilee through Judea, even with Jerusalem, and hear Jesus teach, and the power of the Lord surged through him to instantly heal. I love that. We, we're supposed to be doing that, you guys. What did it say? We're supposed to be like him, do greater works than him. Do we believe that? No, no. Oh, see, 
This is a pet peeve of mine because I do it too. Because our charismatic mind says, oh, yeah, 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 I believe it. But are we doing anything with it? There's something about action. He's calling us to action. Because this place will erupt to a whole other level when we get this. Because we're not going to wait, have to wait till transition and somebody gets the word of knowledge for healing. All of a sudden we hear, hey, yelling over there. What happened over there? What happened over there? It's interesting. It just reminded me. I didn't, it was, it's Paul Kane just passed away. And it wasn't his word. It was stadium. There was going to be, that was going to happen a meeting after a meeting. It was like we couldn't even figure out where it was coming from. Because miracle after miracle, the news media couldn't figure out who was, where, why it was happening so fast. But that's because you guys have the keys. Ah, uh, yes. But um, there's so many, verse 18, oh here, 18. Some men came to Jesus carrying a pair Paralegic man on a stretcher, they attempt to bring him in to pass the crowd to set him down in front of Jesus. But because there were so many people crowded the door, they had no way to bring him inside. So they crawled onto the roof, dug their way through the roof tiles, and lowered the man, stretcher and all, into the middle of the crowd, but right in front of Jesus. Lord brought this to me yesterday. We got to get desperate. The word desperate is not good. We got to get hungry enough to get where we need to be. That doesn't mean a meeting. I'm talking about in the spirit. Get yourself to believe that God's going to do what his word says. And I'm not beating, if you don't see, I'm not, I just want to make it very clear. If you're not seeing the miracle, just keep on believing. Don't build a theology around it not happening. Great moves of God in history have been shut for that very reason. But just because we don't understand it, well, there's got to be a reason. No, don't be afraid. Don't, this is huge, guys. Don't be afraid of people that sit that back at you. Wow, you prayed, nothing happened. You say, I'm, that's not my job. My job was to pray. His job's to move. It's not my reputation on the line. Because he wants to. But he wants us to actually bridge. That's it. He wants us to be the bridge so he can do the miracle. There were so many people. Um, 20. Seeing the, de the demonstration of their faith, Jesus said to the paraplegic man, my friends, your sins are forgiven. The Jewish leaders and the religious scholars whispered objections among themselves. Who does this man think he, he is to speak such blasphemy? You're gonna, when you start getting crazy, when I say crazy, that's a good thing. When you start believing what this says, you'll be surprised who first comes after you. That's the religious spirit. Only God can forgive sins. Does he think he is God? <laughs> no, but he actually empowered you. you, you we have to realize that he's the king of kings, Lord of lords. It, it, he actually looks at you as his vessel. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you walk, you are actually walking fully, fully with the credentials of Jesus. Like, that's what ambassadors, if you, do studies, I'm big into it, people, go look for yourself, go study the word ambassador. When you're an ambassador, you have the full authority of the country. Not partial, full authority. So people will say that. And you stay humble and say, I'm not God, but God loves to use me. You know what? He loves to use you so much, and he, that he actually wants to make you guys all his favorites, right? We know that. 
downstairs, I was last night, I don't remember when I first saw it, but God is handing out coats of many colors. But what I saw was, he wasn't going around going, oh, you get it, you get it, and you get it. No, he walked, everyone, come on. He just said, come and get them. And you get to walk around with a jump in your step going, I'm the man. I'm the woman, right? Don't edit that. <laughs> Sorry. No, but for real. You can do that. Because he really has given you that. He actually wants you to stand out. For his glory. He's not so worried. Oh no, your pride might get going once you start seeing too many miracles. Praise God. Trust me, God will make sure you're fine. He'll look after the humbling part if you need it. He's not worried. Um, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said to him, Why do you argue in your hearts over what I do and think that it's blasphemy for me to say the sins are forgiven? Let me ask you which is easier to prove when I say your sins are forgiven or say stand up and carry your stretcher and walk. Jesus turned to a paralegic man and said, To prove to you all that I'm the Son of Man, have the lawful authority on earth to forgive sins, I say to you, now stand up, carry your stretcher, and go on home for your healed. In an instant... The man rose. It's interesting. The Lord kept on saying, go look at what it says when they get up. The other one was immediate, now instant. We are constantly saying, well, we'll wait. I didn't feel the, wait, the wrong song. No, I don't know. Did the healing anointing come in the room? Because there, there is. There's, there's things that God will do and teach us and how to move in that kind of stuff. But there's a greater kingdom understanding. And that is, he says he heals all. And he's always healing. Like, that's probably the hardest thing is even being leaders. It's like, even in worship, so where's God going? Because you can pick up. We can always move in healing. We can always move in the prophetic. We can always, it's like, God, what are you doing now? It's fine. What are you doing right now? What you, and quite often, honestly, for me, he'll be like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Let's get him. No, he likes that in a good way. He's like, let's get him. Let's have fun. You're in a situation, I, I challenge you, you're in a situation where like, God's telling you to do something and you're like, I don't know. And then the enemy's come with all these lies, it's all in the mind, and all of a sudden, you know what you do? You start sitting there going, Lord, just, and ask, and he'll tell you, what do you think about me? What do you think about me? If you don't hear anything, just start remembering verses, and if you don't know them, go memorize them. Come on, I'm a child of God. I've been bought by the price. I'm filled with fire. It says in Hebrews, he's a consuming fire, and he lives with me, so I'm filled with fire. Come on, it wasn't, come on. You got it, you can stir yourself up, and it's not fake. It's the word of God, it's truth. It's actually changing your atmosphere. What you're actually doing is going, my eyes are opening. I'm starting to see heaven. I'm starting to see Jesus' perspective here. I'm starting to see the victories won. You have to come into the room knowing the victory's already won. You don't come asking and begging. Even through this whole thing with my niece, I've, I've talked to some people about this, and it just came out of me one day. I was talking, uh, uh, full honor to, uh, well, she'll watch it anyways, but my mom. But I was sharing with her about how, because we can so often jump to, this, to the, um, oh, sovereignty of God, if this is God's will. And some of us have been wrecked when you read this and say, the will's there, like, his will says it's done. His will says it's yes. He said yes. He said yes. Like, how many more yeses do you have? But we don't realize what we do. It's like Donna. Say that she's my wife. She loves me. And say I'm sick, which I'm not. But I'm saying sick, and Donna has all is God. Let's just put her there, right? 
So now I'm praying, Donna, will you heal me? Will you heal me? No, will you heal me? Do you want to heal me? Well, what am I doing? I'm, she's my wife. She's probably, if that was really, it would be breaking in her heart. Of course I would. I'd do everything for you. How often do we do that to Jesus? We're begging for something. And he's like, you're killing me. Have you ever, uh, parents here, have you ever had a kid when they start telling you that you're like, oh, you don't love me or something? It breaks your heart. You're like, I'd do anything for you. I, this kid, you don't you understand? Like, we have to learn and have a renewed mind and learn even how to pray instead of insulting Jesus. Now, he's good and gracious, so don't worry. You don't need to go home and... Actually, go home and repent and say, Lord, renew my mind. I do. Lord, I might have... Teach me how to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's our legal prayer right there. So God's good. It's 10 after. <laughs> yeah, you want to get up here? I don't know. <laughs> he was hungry. I guess he has something. No, we guys want to stand up. We'll get into it next week more. Lord, thank you that you are activating your body. Lord, I pray today that if any of us have our switches turned off because people told us to, we break off that lie. We break off that lie right now. We turn that switch back on that we are powerful. We turn on the light. Lord, when you said let there be light, there was no questions. It just was. Lord, renew the mind. Renew our hearts. Lord, thank you that when we died in our baptismal tank, we came, became new. We are a new creation. The old is past. And Lord, we just believe what you say. So Lord, I pray that, Lord, right now that the doors before them, where they feel and have felt like they've been pounding on, that they would all of a sudden hear that jingle in their pocket of keys. And they pull that key out. And they would put it in by faith. Don't need to work yourself up, you guys. You just do it. I like what Bill Johnson says, faith demands no attention. That's not, we don't need to, we don't need to be as oh, faith or no, no, no. It doesn't demand any attention. You put it in and do it. Because he's standing at your door knocking and going, I'm the answer. I'm the answer to everything. So Lord, just thank you as we walk. Today we choose to walk into our identity in Jesus' name. Come on.